guess what? Huh. It's time for getting specific about Pacific Rim 2. <laughs> oh, Specific Rim. Yes, Specific Rim. That's what we're doing. Welcome to Specific on Pacific Rim. <laughs> I'm Alex. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about the second entry in the Pacific Rim catalog of two, Pacific Rim Uprising, formerly Pacific Rim Maelstrom. Oh, real? Oh, so they did change the name of it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. At least they did. When I, I thought I remember, I remember it being announced as Maelstrom, and maybe I was wrong, but I, I do recall that. Well, that brings up a point immediately that I have, but I'll I'll bring it up later because uh, I feel like it, it's the the place for that point in the conversation is not now. We're 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 opening this up right now. So, Alex, we saw this together. Indeed. Uh, uh you know, what <laughs> what'd you think? Well, here, here, let me put it this way. Okay. And you may have already seen me talk about this, but I'll say I have. it this way. So, you know in movies, when movies, like sci-fi movies or fantasy movies that don't quite get there, they aren't really quite successful enough, uh, but they still have a cult following. They're like, you know, Dark Horse, whoever the fuck will publish some shitty sequel comic to be like, <laughs> ah, just like, you know, whatever. Like, Dread didn't make enough money, but here's Dread 2 in comic book form. Yeah. Pacific Rim Uprising feels just like that, except they filmed it. Yeah, that that is a very uh, that's a good summary of it, uh, and that's definitely I I did see you post that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, you know, uh, man, there's so much to say about this movie. Why don't you say it? Okay, why, why don't you say it? Where do we start though? I like okay. Let's start with the beginning. So the it opens up on I immediately immediately I was like, mm, oh, yeah. No. Because they well they open up with like a last time on Pacific Rim, right. which I'm like you don't really need to do that. And then John Boyega. Well, first of all, let me say John Boyega tries his best, and I really appreciate that. Sure, he yeah, was trying to like every scene he did, he was giving his all and giving energy. I'm pretty sure like half of his lines were like improv, half of his jokes were improv, being like I'm just having a fun time trying to lift this movie up. I mean, he he gives it his best, and I will commend him for that. John he, Boyega was the treat of yes. the movie. Um. <laughs> I would say the uh, in in terms of the characters, uh-huh. yes. In terms of you know, there's still I would say there's still you know robot stuff. We'll get to that later. Sure. Um. Anyways, but it starts really weird because John Boyega's like, man, life on the streets tough. Also, my dad's famous, whatever. And then I gotta like steal stuff so I can buy cookies. I'm like, wait, what? And that confused me. That was a real weird choice right off the gate. Because I'm like, why? Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, the the opening of this movie sets up a world where. Uh, the Pacific Rims, there's areas in these Pacific Rims that are fucked up. Like Santa Monica. Like Santa Monica. And the the weird... Just like real life. Uh, the weird, interesting thing about it... Well, not interesting, but the weird kind of thing about it is like... So it's been 10 years since... It's been. It's been 10 years. It's been a while since uh, <laughs> the first movie. Yeah. And the first movie, as far as I know was the last time anybody fought a kaiju yep. with a Jaeger. Yep. However, in this movie, we flash forward 10 years later, and somehow these places are still fucked up and not cleared out, and it's just in ruins, It's kinda? because Santa Monica, as, as just like in the real world, is a third-world country that no one gives a fuck about. Uh-huh, so yeah. So clearly there's just bones of, of giant space dinosaurs just littering the landscape of Santa Monica. Right. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. Uh <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that I didn't I didn't I just didn't buy that. I I, I because the, here's the thing with the first movie is like, yeah, some areas were fucked up, but it wasn't fucked up beyond repair. 
these are places that federal governments could go into and fix. Maybe America doesn't exist anymore. Who knows? Uh, see, but that's a whole other thing that the movie doesn't address. No, the like the I this like I feel that's interesting. Quick tangent: you could do like a whole research paper as to though the kind of content of both these movies, the the first one and the second one, are very vaguely similar. Uh-huh. Um, outside of some things like more obvious points like character and stuff like that, things just like the robot fights or the world itself. The second one just doesn't have it and i'm like what is the difference it's like i don't i can't pit, put my finger on it it's not in it's like you know i don't know it's something about you know the guillermo del toro one it has this sort of weird energy to it that the second one doesn't i don't know what it yeah. is because it has all it has everything it's like on paper it has all the look it has all the the stuff but it doesn't have the feel and the what movie is the, feel? the second this yeah. new movie doesn't have the feel so i have to like go with a fine-tooth comb and like do like a cross-reference research paper and then i'll Make a hit video essay on YouTube about it. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if if I was to summarize uh, how I felt about the difference between the first movie and the second movie, it, it really is just the first movie had Guillermo del Toro all over it, mm-hmm. and the second movie had 0% del Toro. And and I don't know. Like I looked up who directed it. I, I forget his name, but like he's only directed television, which is fine, but... like. I don't know why, uh, you know. I don't know what his contribution to it was really. Mm-hmm. It's you know a movie that lacks soul. Yes, like I agree. We kind of talked about in our Wrinkle in Time discussion in that one episode that we did of the regular show. It didn't have any soul. I mean, like I think John Boyega is trying to give it some soul, but because he's also a producer, right? I noticed that. Yeah, but like the movie just feels hollow and empty, and who cares and whatever. Well, okay, so. Now, we're, if we're going chronologically, the next thing that kind of stood out to me was there's a whole new generation of Jaegers, mm-hmm. right? And they are like public knowledge. Like, oh, here's these Jaegers that everybody knows about, and the audience doesn't know anything about these Jaegers. Now, what I'm curious... And it, it, because they introduced this younger girl, yeah. who, by the way... Uh, the acting sometimes with some of these characters just didn't do it for me, and and I think she was she was one of those where it was noticeably like, okay, I don't know about this, but anyways, um, hey, she did her best. Uh, <laughs> anyways, she because I think they they're both arrested right by this big cop Jaeger, yeah, they, who there's only one of in the in the entire movie. Yeah, he doesn't help. He doesn't Much. do shit. Yeah. And like, so they bring him to this, uh, they eventually bring them both to this base. I think it was. It's the was, same base. It's the, the same base. The Shatter Dome, which is the That's dumb right. name for a base. The because Shatter Because it implies that the dome is going to get shattered. And at the, sh- at the Shatter Dome, uh, she's looking up at these different Jaegers and being like, whoa, I remember that one. I remember this one. I remember this and that and that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but. Uh, the kaiju's were all defeated in the last movie by the last existing Jaegers before they were put out. They were going to be put out of commission. Yeah, and those are the last existing Jaegers. So these new Jaegers, where where do they fit in any of this? You know, it doesn't doesn't rightfully make any sense. It doesn't because maybe they well. I mean, like I guess like they're making police Jaegers, which is the most impractical thing I've ever heard of. Totally. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense if you think about it. Yeah, I, I don't know what these. I don't know what the reputation for these Jaegers are because it's definitely not fighting kaiju. Yeah. Also, I can never remember any of their names. It's like 
fucking there's I know there's Gypsy Avenger. Right. And then I'm just gonna make some up. There's probably there's Bingo Fantastic. <laughs> and uh what else? Mike, what's another neg- fun Te- neg- Teeth pulling McCovey. <laughs> Chicken tikka masala. And uh Twelve Inch Johnson. <laughs> 12, that actually kind of almost makes sense. Uh, um, Footlong Johnson. Footlong Johnson. <laughs> Um. Okay, so that, <laughs> that's a great name. It's right around this time that we're introduced to Scott Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Scotty. And honestly, dude, I was really looking forward to John Boyega, Scott Eastwood, palling around, fighting kaiju's, having some chemistry, but you know, it, it wasn't there. I think uh, Scott Scott Eastwood has yet to uh, uh, develop charm. Or right. chemistry, or you know, charisma. Um, not saying that he won't ever, but like you know, his dad, so he, Clint. Clint. But first of all, <laughs> you know, you're 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 a famous person's son, and you're an actor. You're going to get compared to your 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 father, obviously. So right, yeah, whatever. And two, you know, his dad is very charismatic, one of the most charismatic, uh, you know, action stars. Of the time, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. What, I don't what know what you'd consider but he's, him. You know, he 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 is a gravity and uh, um, drama stars. What's that word? He's presence. Dr- he's he, got a lot of presence, and Scott a, Eastwood does not. Right. Yeah, he's a dramatic actor, Clint Eastwood. I mean, Scott Eastwood could be a dramatic actor. I just haven't seen him in any dramas. Listen, dude, I'm saying if you're recasting Wolverine, this guy have I this say, guy be Wolverine. Uh, my, my Scott Eastwood. I say have him make have like FX or AMC do Dirty Harry as a TV series and just cast <laughs> Scott Eastwood. They just revisit the five movies in TV form. Like, that'd be actually be pretty cool if you, you could do a whole season on the on the Scorpio Killer or whatever. Oh man! Oh, I I just meant like every episode is just a a, a, a casual retelling. No, I meant of, like you do like a ten a ten part sing, uh, series, you know, uh, season, and it's like all about hunting down Scorpio. Oh yeah, you know I think that'd be pretty pretty boss. Actually, I th- yeah maybe that would that would be pretty cool. I like some of those movies are rough, and y- I would say hey go ahead and take any liberties you want with uh, the you know retelling the some of these movies. I think the first two you could do, and after that you'll yeah. probably be like you know whatever. The third one's just bad. The third one's the worst. I, I think the fifth one's actually the worst. yes, the fifth one is the worst. They're all pretty terrible though. Yeah, I mean sorry not they're all, but the last three are all pretty terrible. Yeah, and really the first one's the only one that needed to be made. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they we're gotta, talking... You gotta creed that shit up. You know, you had the first real movie and then a bunch of sequels, and you gotta get, <laughs> uh, you know, get like a, make an, another real movie. Except it'd be a TV show uh, retelling. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're talking specific rims, surprising. Uh, so, <laughs> now, okay, the next thing I want to touch on, Alex, and I want to know what you think of this, the whole drift... Uh, the 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 whole concept of drifting right the the, the drift yeah the drift and all that was really downplayed in this movie like the last movie was all about that like how delicate of a of a thing it was and how specific you needed to be with who you yeah, drifted really with specific rim yeah it was very specific rim this movie i felt like it was just these people like hey you want to hey stranger you want to you want to drift we're ch- with me we're chums Sure, yeah. You want to know everything about me? I'll know everything about you? Yeah! And then they just do it, no problems at all, and everybody is just happy as a clam. Yep. Um, I thought that was like, yeah, again, this movie doesn't really, doesn't quite 
respect the first one in terms of just no. like... That's why I think it feels like a crappy comic book sequel and, you know, it's just like... Takes the first one and everything the first one looks like and just makes a sequel based on, like, concept art. Yeah. And, like, a rough outline. Yeah. Doesn't even feel like it knows the first one. Right. Also, another thing that they mentioned in the movie that also doesn't make any sense is at the end of the movie they're like, actually, all the kaiju the whole time were just trying to get to Tokyo. Fuck that. And then, but it's like, well, why the fuck were they attacking Santa Monica then? Or Alaska? That or whole- Australia? Or every fucking other place that isn't located near or around Japan, huh? That Movie? whole that whole thing was r- really disrespectful. I thought to the like specifically that whole thing was like, oh, we're retroactively fucking up the first movie. Yeah. Uh, also, it's like maybe they were just trying to get to the very like, oh, maybe they're trying to get to Mount St. Helens or something. That's right. why they're attacking Portland or San Francisco. Now, okay, this this brings up a uh, a point. I don't feel like this movie was made for an American audience. Yeah, I, I mean, like I know it wasn't, but at the same time, like, it's still not a good movie. No, no, I no, no. I'm. This is just a, a separate point. I I uh, I don't know if you walked away feeling this, but I certainly did. That this movie. I, I just feel like it's almost like they hedge their bets that it's going to do better. Uh, it, it's not going to do very good domestically, and it's going to do better in uh, foreign markets. Well, I mean, like, the first movie was saved by China, so they obviously right. are like, okay, make it more China. Right. But um, that one actress who's in everything was in it, and she's fine. She's always good and stuff, I guess. She was, I mean, yeah, she was an actual character in the movie, yeah, which I nice. thought was cool. Which is better than most of the movies she's in for that I've seen, where she's just in the background and sort of slides in. <laughs> Speaking of which, John Boyega has got, like, no point in a lot of the scenes he's in. There's, like, one part of the movie that I actually chuckled out loud at, um, where all these crappy kids who are a useless subplot that don't need to be there uh-huh. uh, start, you know, tussling, and then Scott was like, hey, what's all this then? And then John Boyega just slides into the background and just stands and watches and then leaves with everyone else. It's just, uh-huh. it, just, it made me laugh because of how just like, yep, that describes, you know, the way characters are treated <laughs> in this movie. It's like, well, we got to have him here so we can go with everyone to the next scene. Right. But we can't have him. He's not like a real character right now, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, you know, there, there's no buts about it, right? Like, there was a lot of messy, there was, a, this movie had a lot of mess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess, I mean, if I'm still going sort of chrono, because, okay, so we, we got to the point where they get to the base. Yes, yeah, so they got the base. Right. And, and then all the, the Ender's Game kids. And all the Ender's Game's kids, and they all have no personalities, really. And yeah. there's, the, like, the first movie was really cool about, like, highlighting how quirky and different each one of these teams was. You know, the Russian team, the Chinese team. Like, it was cool. Like, they were actually characters, or, you know, they actually, like, stood out. Whereas this one, I I felt like they sort of had a half idea of, like, okay, let's have the the young girl go into this boot camp, and then, like, and then she meets an older older woman, that uh, older girl that, like, hates her. But then it doesn't really pay off at all. No. You know, and, like... There was the whole concept of uh, Scrapper, which I thought was was pretty cool, and it was going to go somewhere. And kind of did. I mean, like it came back. It it did, but I felt in a bad way, like because okay, here's the thing. Like f- okay, for the audience at home, the very beginning of the movie, they have this young girl who's built this uh, Jaeger on her own called Scrapper, 
and she doesn't have to drift with anybody to pilot this Jaeger. It's too little. It's too little. But I thought, oh, somewhere towards, you know, act two, three, they're going to have this thing come back, maybe to be like, oh, shit, we've discovered how to, like, not have to drift, right? Or, like, or, or, you know, at least, at the very least, having the girl that built the robot come in and save the day with that robot. But instead, they took her and put her with uh, two other people, mm-hmm. and then I think her and someone else drifted, but then the the third person was like their gunner or something. I think they're all drifting, but she had the Russian chick something, was the gunner. Yeah, it was something real weird in it. it was just, a pretty, I mean, that's a cool design, the guns and the stomach. Oh, yeah. No, the robots were still cool. And I think that was like a, the strength of the The only, like one of the few uh, redeeming things about the movie was like, okay, like it was, the, the robots were pretty cool. The fighting was pretty cool, except mm. like... We'll get to it. There are some things, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, they're not characters. Um, there's not even like, oh, man, I'm like the hacker. You know, none of that kind of stuff. Right. No, no, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. Um, so that's a bummer. Like, you could have made the whole movie either about that or about John Boyega. Um, but like, they're both, like, none of them, they both, like, detract from the other and it's a big mess. Yeah. Um. And then Mako shows. Or Mako's already there, and then so they go to S- S- Sydney, was it? Right, they go to Sydney, and there's to... a bunch of protesters for no reason. What did they go to Sydney to do? They're voting on whether or not to put drones oh, in yeah, the, the field. Drones, yeah. Uh, and then there's a bunch of protesters, like pro kaiju protesters. Now, well, let me ask you well, this. First, well, well, hold on, because like, well, a, a, why do they need drones? What are they fighting? The kaiju are gone. Uh-huh. B, why are they protesters? Do they want the kaiju? Why? Who cares? Ten years on. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, that didn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, weren't they going there? Like Charlie Hunnam's character, and it, I, I, there's a spoiler. Charlie Hunnam's character is nowhere in the movie, but I, he's mentioned, right? I don't know. I think it, like, I think it's alluded to, but I didn't pick up on it because I thought they were talking about just some random person. Okay, because I could have sworn they kept saying like uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go to Australia," and then like we're probably gonna run into. Charlie Hunnam's character, who's and remember John Boyega did that impression of him, where he's like, "What'd you do with my Jaeger?" Blah 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 blah. You remember that? I thought he was talking about Scott Eastwood. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Okay. See, I'm already fucking confused with that. But, um, mm-hmm. but well, they they did mention Charlie Hunnam. They're like, "Oh yeah, he went off to the private sector or something like that." I'm sure something really vague. Yeah. I don't know if they if he they if he they didn't ask him to come. It feels like they didn't even ask him to come back, and they just kind of wrote him off originally. Well, I have a theory about that, but I'll get I'll get to that in a little bit. I mean, I'll just say it now. I think this movie had a much smaller budget than the last uh, one. Yeah, it's pretty much it's kind of not. I, th- I think I would say it's obvious, but uh, right. it doesn't look bad though. It's for the most part. Well, it's not it, the the visual the 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 computer effects. I kind of agree. In a sense. I mean, if you were to compare it to the first movie, goddamn. Yeah, no. Like, the first movie is uh, a beautifully handcrafted movie, visual effects, and then watching this movie that's made five years later, you're sort of like, well... Yeah, it hasn't really progressed. Uh... You can tell it's like cut back in a lot of places. Like, they don't have their cool boots anymore in the cockpits. Like, the cockpits yeah. are a lot worse looking. Yeah. Like, uh, I think they built the actual first set for the first movie on like a gimbal. So it would like move and stuff. And they had like their right. cool boots. That was really sweet. And this one, they're just like standing on like a 
circle and they dig- platform, digitally, digitally yeah. composite a bunch of gloop glop and you know UIs in front of their faces. Yeah, and the and the kaiju's didn't look nearly as good. I think they look the same. It's just they weren't masked by the the, the darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, so they go to Sydney, and then what comes out of the water? Swimming uh, horizontally and then standing up and revealing itself. A Jaeger. Yeah, Obsidian Fury, the only other Jaeger I remember the name of. Which I didn't understand what the hell that was. Yeah, it's really unclear because it's like, <laughs> where'd this guy come from? They should have mentioned, like, I don't, you know, it's hard to say shoulda and all that stuff. It's a slippery slope. But they, shoulda, like, coulda, woulda. They should have said, like, someone stole a Jaeger or something like that. For right. a giant fucking, like, 100-meter-tall robot to be built in secret and appear out of nowhere is ridiculous, even for this universe. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, it comes out of nowhere and it kills Mako, and I don't care, but, like, it's kind of a big fuck you to people who do do, do care. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was unfortunate. And her, her last act is to send a, uh, an image of an island, which is really obtuse. Oh, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So there's that whole sequence, right? Yeah. Where they're, where they're, okay. So they fight this Jaeger. Now, meanwhile, I, I, I mean, I think slightly before this, they reintroduced Charlie Day. Yeah. And here's another real, real problematic thing I thought with the movie was, uh, they introduced, reintroduced Charlie Day and then the other, the British guy. I mm-hmm. wish I knew the actor's name because he's awesome. Captain British. Captain British. And it's like this reunion of these two scientists and they start working or whatever. They start chatting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you you come to realize, oh, Charlie Day is like going to be the main villain of this movie, which I think is a huge mistake. Well, I said the original plan when Guillermo del Toro was talking about the sequel that was never going to happen. He was like, yeah, Charlie Day would have been the, the villain of the sequel. He would have gone crazy due to the drift of with the kaiju in the first one. He would have like made like cool kaiju robot like mixtures so he was not like kidding he was serious he was serious but i think they took the idea and you know without his involvement ran with it in the direction that it could have been cool but in better hands yeah yeah because i think i like the idea because later in the movie we get to like kaiju jaeger hybrids which are pretty sweet those were cool they remind me a lot of the evangelion mass production evas which is like when we start mass producing these giant robots and they're all like go haywire and they're all evil and stuff yeah i haven't seen that but it sounds cool same idea yeah a bunch of birds in them in that movie though um don't worry about it well okay so (laughs) one okay one of the sequences i really loved in this in the movie and i felt should have been saved for the final conflict but somehow it wasn't um was that when those things show up so basically there's the kaiju jaeger hybrids yeah and they pop up and there's a bunch of them, right? And then they all start blasting into the into the ocean and they, they reopen a bunch of rifts, like everywhere, like yeah. 50 of them, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, this is going to be cool. And then in one foul swoop, they just neutralize the whole situation. And it's like, oh yeah, just like three monsters got through. Yeah. And, you know, and then uh, that that's the final conflict, right? I mean, it makes sense. You can't be like... You have to have, you have to have focus, you know. Well, yeah, but, but I'm sure that they're not being like, oh man. Well, I mean, they kind of leave it open enough for a sequel, but it's not like it's still like not like oh shit, we still have unfinished business. It's like, well, we could have a sequel. 
Yeah. Hopefully. Right. But uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. But that's kind of silly. But first, actually, we missed. So they there's the big robot, and they fight him, and then they go to Siberia, and they go to Scary Monster Face Island, right? To find this factory that's abandoned, and then they find the robot there again, and they I don't fight him quite, again. I okay, you're gonna have to remind me why they went to Siberia. Because Mako told them to before she died. She sent them a broken email that had a picture of Scary Face Island on it. And then, did we ever find out why she did that? I assume it's because in I was thinking about it, and I think it's because Charlie Day secretly built a Jaeger by himself in a factory in Siberia. See that. <laughs> That w- I yeah that was never explained and uh, and it looks hella sweet. It's got two swords. Right. And it was the- a cool Jaeger. Yeah, that's cool. But um, my girlfriend actually made a couple good points in the movie. One of the points is that the scale looks terrible because the when they're fighting in in wherever the fuck, um, there's like a giant ice wall behind them, and on human scale, that ice wall would be like a mile tall. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to make the robots look big, make the ice the ice wall like normal size, like small. You know, come oh, to yeah. their knees or their you know, it's like it's ridiculous. It's like did no one think about this? No, they didn't. <laughs> I remember there was one shot where that that evil Jaeger, I think it was still in Australia, where it's walking past a ship, mm-hmm. and it's like walking towards the camera, and I just remember the scale of that Jaeger compared to that ship was like like so off like, like he was like this Jaeger was too big or the ship was too big i think the ship was too big well the, the my battleships are pretty big though you know yeah but it but what, what it was is like this Jaeger was walking on the z axis and it, it it like the ship was like park parked right next to the the uh you know the shore uh-huh. and it just it I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I just remember looking at it and be like, "Oh, this this uh, this doesn't look right." The composition was a little weird. I yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just like the way it was filmed. You could do stuff with scale, and also that I kind of feel like in the last fight, the scale seems a little off. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem as big. But we'll get to right. that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they ca- and it turns out a big gooey robot brain or a kaiju brain was piloting the ship the whole time. The the Jaeger, right? Yeah. They find that in Siberia. And everyone's like, it must be that Chinese bitch. <laughs> and so God. they go, what? That's what they say. Right, yeah. Not in the movie, but that's what they're thinking. Yeah. And they so they send Captain Britain to go, like, uh, find her. Oh, also, because there was a little stupid subplot where the kids investigate the robot and they discover something. The adults don't know that, oh, she's clearly made by that Chinese people. Ooh. Uh-huh. And then she gets kicked out of pilot school. Yeah. Anyways, but that's dumb. Right. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Charlie Day is like, I've been evil the whole time. Ha, ha, ha. What do you think I've been doing for the last 10 years, says Charlie. And he, yeah, yeah okay, it shows his apartment. He has one of those weird brain things in his apartment. It's that classic movie cliche where he's talking to someone off screen and they're not responding. It's like, oh, it's probably like a doll or a thing. Uh-huh. You know, like not in this movie. It was a brain of some sort. But like other movies, it's a doll or it's like, oh man, does Charlie Day have a Blade Runner robot, or like a Blade <laughs> Runner hologram? Well, okay, this brings me to my next question: If both Charlie Day and bony British guy drifted with the kaiju brain, how come bony guy was? He did it the first time. Charlie Day did it by himself the first time. Oh, he, died, and he, he was all fucked up. Okay. And then they then they used both of them the second time. I do believe that's. Okay, because it was makes like sense. an impartial brain. So remember, they got Hannibal Chow sorely missed in this movie. To, yeah, uh, hit like oh, there's no like there's no wacky characters in this movie. Anyways, 
Um, you know, to get the second kaiju brain, which they then drifted with and found the... the right. Can't, to go through the drift or whatever. Anyways, you know, that first movie actually has, you know, cause and effect and stuff like that. The first movie, I think, if anything, watching this movie, it, it sort of, it makes... It makes, I don't know this sounds bad, but it makes the first movie just that much more of a, a impactful movie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The first movie's dumb, though. Let's, let's, let's not like... It's not like a smart movie, but it's still like a solid-ass movie. Yeah. At yeah. least it has things that have, like, yeah, everything makes sense. Right. Yeah, this, this movie didn't have any Idris Elba's. It didn't have any uh, Ron Perlman's, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So okay, so then yeah, that thing it doesn't even sometimes it doesn't even feel like the same universe. No, it do, it really doesn't. I I think like I would compare it like the first movie feels like anime, the second one feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> it's like a completely different type of thing, and also Saturday morning cartoons just in terms of quality are usually a step down just in terms of like visual quality. I'm not necessarily talking story yeah, story yeah. quality, but like that kind of you know. Right, it's it, you know it's your typical case of like taking all the cosmetic stuff from the first movie, and then when you're making the second movie, you're you're only taking that surface stuff, and like, but then yeah, but then like you know, there's something to be said about the budget for this was noticeably different. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it. I I kind of compare it to uh, there was Fern Gully and then Fern Gully Two. And I never actually saw Ferngully. I only saw Ferngully too. Ferngully, the first one is bad. It's a t- it's a really bad movie. Okay, well, so is the second one. Yeah, I bet the second one's probably worse. But the first movie is like re- like people talk about it fondly as because they re- don't remember it. Uh-huh. And I watched it because it was on Netflix something. And I got like halfway through. I got to the the Tim Curry song. I'm like, oh, I think I'm done here. Oh, and yeah. I turned it off because it sucks. But I guess what I mean is like, okay, so in the beginning of Ferngully 2, they show clips from the first movie and summarize what happened. And the artwork is like, oh, man, this is like, you know, feature film budget art animation that's going on here. Yeah. Right. And then it switches over to the new movie and it's like, oh, this looks like a TV version of the first movie yeah. in terms of like how much work they're putting into this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened with this movie. They show all this badass shit from the first movie. And then the deeper you go into this movie, you're like, Oh, okay, this, this is different. I wouldn't say it looks as bad as a direct DVD movie or anything like that. It's still pretty, it's still feature quality. It's just sure. Yeah. Different. Yeah. But they do put all their money into the last fight scene though. So, you know, we got robot, robot Kaiju, they cause havoc. And then, Someone pushes the button or whatever, and they all deactivate. Uh-huh. But all the pilots are dead, and all these scrappy utes are who's ever left. And they repair their robots, and they go. And also, all the kaiju are going to Mount Fuji, which is right next to Tokyo, I guess, um, uh-huh. in this universe. And uh, they're going to go jump in it, and it's going to blow up the world. Which, goddamn... <laughs> You know, it it yeah. Again, like this is a part of the movie where I feel like it's undoing elements from the first movie, and it's like, man, did we really have to do this? Yeah. Um. And then uh, they fight, and uh, as my my girlfriend also put it, if you judged Pacific Rim Uprising solely on the amount of broken glass, it's a nine point five out of ten. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings me to another point. I think the Jaegers did more damage to these cities than the fucking Kaiju did. Like that Kaijus fucking part, that part where, where John Boyega's grabbing buildings and throwing up this Kaiju. Yeah, what and the like, fuck is after that? After two buildings, it's like, this isn't working. And he, gets, like, he like throws like four more. I'm like, fucking stop doing that. I'm just, I'm really curious, like, who, 
when they were putting this movie together, someone's like, oh, yeah, let's have them do that. There was no one sitting there going like, well, what about the people in the building? Well, I, I think there's a part where everyone like all the screaming pedestrians go into like a big capsule that goes on the ground. And I think it's supposed to symbolize that everyone's in their shelters and it's yeah. all cool. So they're prepared and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I um, But it's like in the first movie... You can tell based on the way the 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 the, or the Jaeger is animated, it's trying, it's respecting the world around it. It's not trying to fucking like, it's not right. rubbing the building and stuff. It like yeah. steps over bridges carefully and like shit like that. And this one, like you know, all the all these these fucking kids, all bets are off. Are just like smashing their way through buildings, being like fuck industry. Yeah, they f- do. They fuck up those cities, man. It's uh, well, because that was in Sydney, right? Specifically, that- no, it's Tokyo at the end. Well, it's Tokyo at the end, but uh, so is Sydney and Tokyo, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sydney, yeah. not as much as Tokyo. Tokyo is wrecked. Right, yeah. Um, at least that part of it. Yeah. And I was just thinking the whole time, like, man, Shin Godzilla was really cool. <laughs> Anyways, back to this movie. Um, yeah, they just wrecked the city. They don't. I mean, some of the actions, it's like the action's okay. I found myself, the whole movie, I was like kind of bored and just sort of like, me too. Questioning yeah. it, but then at by the time they got to the final act, I started like not, I started not questioning the movie anymore. Right. I was like along with the ride. I'm like, okay, I'm having fun now. So. And yeah, like the robot fights were, I think, what kept me engaged. You know, uh, and then all the rest of the movie sort of was just like uh, I don't know. I, I got bored really quickly. There's also it. there's a part in the climax though where Charlie Day is like, "How do you like these apples?" And then he unleashes like a bunch of like little squids. And it's like, what the fuck? And like the right. the Chinese person's like, oh no, it's the, it's our factory. It's like, what do you, what what is yeah, happening? Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. And then, so okay, so there's three kaiju's that make it through the uh, the uh, things, whatever those things are called, yeah. the teleporter things, the drift or the rift or what or uh, the whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So there's there's three of these kaiju's that make it through, and then yeah, Charlie. Uh, Charlie Day releases those weird little microbe, not microbe, but like they're little minis, little mini robots. And then they go ahead and take these three kaijus and and fuse them into one super kaiju somehow. Cool idea. It's just, again, it's just like, where these come from anyways? Yeah. And then that's what, uh, that that's the final boss. Yeah. Basically. And then a couple of kids die because they were like, fuck this. I'm going to go right in. Right. Like a regular Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars Episode 2, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then they get promptly shit on and dead. Yeah. Or one of them's dead. And the other one's just like, ugh, my whole body. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah. And then the girl has, to, they stab Scott Eastwood through the face. Or they stab the <laughs> face of the robot hurting Scott Eastwood. And then they have to get other girl to sub. <clears throat> And then they uh, weld, a, weld a rocket to their hand and fly into space. And the best part of the movie is where uh, Gypsy Avenger fucking rocket punches this ro- uh, the, the kaiju to death, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. But it would have been better if it was filmed better. Right. Because, like, the movie, it it's filmed in a really bad way. The whole, first of all, I, I want to be mean, the movie's badly directed, though. It's a very badly directed movie. No, I agree. Um, I don't know this director, and I don't, I don't. I think you know. Well, he, hopefully, he does more good good work in the future. But this movie was poorly directed. Case in point. So this, they they basically take the kaiju. No, sorry, the Jaeger Gypsy Avenger into like the stratosphere, and then they like guide it down. And it's basically going to Superman punch right. this robot, or the the kaiju in the face, and uh, it does that. But 
at the moment of impact, they cut to like them on the ground and they'll scrap about being like, ah, what you want to do, I feel, for maximum impact is have like a nice wide shot. You got one side, you got kaiju, other side, you got robot coming in. You see it and it goes, boom. Totally. You fucking punch its head right off in a big yeah. wide shot explosion and it's super satisfying instead you get like a hit big big flash you get cut to people going ah and then you cut to the kaiju being like i'm alive jk and it falls over it's so unsatisfying for yeah, the, no, as I awesome agree. as the moment should be i i 100 agree with you and then literally the movie ends <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, and then they're, they're like snowball fight, and then it just goes Pacific Rim Uprising. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, and then they have yeah, and then they cut back to John Boyega talking to uh, Charlie. Wait, was yeah, it Charlie, Charlie Day's in like a chair? And That's right. And John Boyega's like, now we're gonna go. We're taking the fight to you guys. Right, Independence Ex- Day uh, resurgence. I never style. saw that one, but I do know that's the ending. I, right, I never saw it either, but I hear that's the ending also. But I will say that. Uh, why? First of all, why? Totally. No, if, I if agree. You, you shoot Charlie Day in the head. The precursor threat is gone. Yeah. I guess. Um, second of all, why waste resources going to another alien world? No, I agree. And honestly, you know what pissed... Like, okay, what bummed me out more than anything was, like, the first movie talks about the... Uh, they're called the Forerunners, right? The Precursors or something Precursors? Like that. The forerunners are from Halo, man. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, anyways, like the uh, the actual aliens that send these creatures over to the Pacific Rim, right? It 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 teases these characters being the next thing that we would have to deal with, and in, in this movie, nowhere to be found, right? Like Captain Charlie, he's like a conduit for them or something. It's a little unclear whether or not he's gone crazy or he's a conduit. It's a bit of both. Whatever the scene to ask for. But that's the thing is like it. it I don't know, like, it was just like the first movie, it shows, it has monsters attacking, and then the second movie, it just has monsters attacking again. You know, like, we don't learn, we don't really learn anything more about uh, this other dimension they come from. All, uh, All they throw in, literally, is the Mount Fuji terraforming the planet by jumping into a volcano or some shit thing. And it pretty like, much is all the beats of a terrible sequel. <laughs> it has character who is never mentioned before character who is related, you know, closely related to character from the first movie. Right. Uh, you have a bunch, bunch of Utes. No one likes those. No. Um, yeah. And you have this, basically the same movie again in yeah. terms of like what we do. Except told not as good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no set pieces that are even that are different. The only set piece that's different is a is is a couple of Jaegers fighting, which is the only thing that new that the movie really brings to the table. It's not just fighting monsters, right? Yeah. You know what they should have done? Not to say that they should have done, but what would have been fun is in the post uh, kaiju world, Jaegers, just for sport. There's there's giant robot boxing. See, that would be cool. You know that's why they're still around, just because like we've replaced the Olympics with with the Jaegers. Whoa! Yeah, because these things save the world, so it's like they'd become celebrities. They fucking G Gundam, man! Make fucking G Gundam. Right? Yeah, and it's like you know maybe like Coca Cola sponsors a Jaegers cannon. Yeah, you get some of that sweet product placement and help you pay for your cool stilt shoes. But then like when the Kaiju's come back, it's like oh shit, the Coca Cola canyon's not working right, or like oh shit. 
we got to do some weird ritualistic thing to, to showcase that this is Coca-Cola before we can actually shoot the cannon. We need <laughs> approval from the, the executives at Coca-Cola before we can use this for an, an act of violence. <laughs> so they will look bad in their report. Right. Anyways. Anyway, uh, so that would have... No, no, no. There's like, you know, it's a, it's a missed opportunity. It doesn't like... It's not terrible. Um, I would give it two stars out of four. Um, and it squeaks to two stars just because of the ending was passively entertaining. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if if I'm judging this, because you you get you go by four stars, I go by ten scale yeah. of one to ten. Uh-huh. I'm going with like four, four out of ten. Four out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's kind of like yeah, two stars is also. Because uh, uh, there there's glimpses of redeemable qualities in this movie, but I I I would. Like if you're a Pacific Rim fan, I almost feel like this movie's not canon. I, I feel like yeah, hey, it's you have the first movie and that's it. Like one crappy comic book sequels is one of those things right. that technically exists, but you can just ignore it. Right. Yeah. The whole movie, I was like, man, I can't wait for that like next fight where the where probably Jaeger's gonna fight Jaeger. All right, that was kind of lame. Well, maybe the fight where the Jaeger fights the fucking uh, <laughs> Kaiju is gonna be awesome. Well, that's kind of lame. And it kind of <laughs> progressed like that for the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that is our review on Pacific Rim Uprising. Hey, don't take our word for it. Maybe go out and see the movie. Nah. <laughs> I would actually honestly say if I, w- I really was the whole movie, I was like, man, I want to be toasted and be able to talk. I just want to talk through this whole movie because it's so right. stupid. Yeah. So I would recommend wait for it to come out in some sort of Blu-ray or streaming. Have a couple drinks. Watch it with your buds. Yeah. And that's that's the way to see it, and do like a like your own little myst- uh, mystery science theater three thousand kind of yeah. treatment for it. Because it's not like so bad; it's good, but there's a lot to make fun of. So I would recommend it that way. Like John yeah. Boyega takes out a big tub of ice cream, and he doesn't put it back. Right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> also, sprinkles suck. Put on what the, the fuck sprinkles. was he? He was just going nuts. He was going nuts with those sprinkles. Yeah, I do appreciate it. again. I appreciate that he was putting some pizzazz into his performance, though, being like do sprinkles. I'm like, yeah, at least he's fun to look at. Good, good job, John. Yeah, Plaga. he was, he was, he was. And Scott Eastwood standing there like a plank of wood, like being, a brick. Yeah, being like we should work together. And John Boyega's like, <laughs> oh, I'm got whipped cream, got sprinkles. I'm making a concoction. Look at me over here. Right. Yeah. Now John Boyega was. He was a uh, he, he was good. I thought he he did the best he could yeah. in in this movie. So, good for him. Mm-hmm. All right, that concludes uh Pacific Rim Uprising yeah. review. If you like that, tune in uh you know for our comic book sequel where we in written comic book form talk about the sequel to Pacific Rim that doesn't exist. Hey, my vote would have been let's let's finally if if we're talking my dream second movie, it's finally getting Charlie Day into a Jaeger. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole time, oh man, I really want to ride a Jaeger. And then they finally give him that cool ass suit and like he's yeah. in there. My, my dream uh, Pacific Rim sequel actually, flash forward uh, 200 years, they're in space. Oh my God. And uh, they actually, and the, the, it's like, well, it didn't work. Try and go from underground. This time we'll come. From above ground, and they come in giant spaceships and just drop monsters on, oh, in space, and they're doing space fights. Okay, and yeah, that's some, cool. Some kaiju gets hurled into the sun. Nice. And then the sun explodes, and then everybody oh, dies. Oh, yeah. No, it just goes... Pss. Yeah. <laughs> or even better, something gets got launched into space and goes... Bing. 
<laughs> if you really want to make an anime. Yeah. Anyways, but those those probably won't exist. So yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you uh, first of all, I hope you enjoyed the movie because uh, I hope you enjoy things. If you didn't enjoy the movie, I hope you enjoyed us talking about it. Uh, you can tune into our regular broadcasting podcasting uh, schedule. We're uh, putting out episodes every Wednesday. Yes, every Wednesday. Wednesday. So uh, be sure to tune in. Yeah. Uh, we'll be doing more movie reviews. We always do movie reviews. We do when the movies that we can talk about for forty five minutes. I think right. we do. So maybe like maybe 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 Ready, even Ready Player One might be next. Ready Player One, Infinity War. Oh, definitely, most uh, certainly. Deadpool Two. Holy shit. Han Solo. Solo. Han Solo. Can't wait until Solo. Solo. Can't wait. Oh, I actually have some. We'll talk about it in the episode. I got some news for you. Oh, okay. Anyways, until <laughs> then, folks, catch you around. Bye.